Welcome to this week's episode of the Success Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Morse, and our special guest today is Jessica Currier. Jessica is a case manager with Connections Abilities Resources in Joplin, Missouri. Today, we are going to be talking about the services Connections offers, as well as the importance of caseworkers in the mental health community and beyond. Jessica, how are you? I'm great, Greg. How are you? I'm doing good. It was, good. It was a long weekend. But, yeah. You know, typical Monday. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, so excited to be here and talk to you about what Connections does. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just tell me a little bit about Connections and, and what do they do for uh, the Joplin community? Sure. So Connections has two programs. We have our case management program and our community outreach program. Uh, Connections is operated by Developmental Disability Resource Board of Jasper County. So that's DDRBJC for short. Uh, (laughs) I will uh, talk a little bit about our county board and then just kind of give a few details about each program. Uh, DDRBJC is the Senate Bill 40 board. The Senate Bill 40 is a state bill that the voters of Jasper County approved in 1976. This bill allows the county to set aside a portion of the property taxes collected uh, each year to fund services for people with developmental disabilities so they can live lives fully integrated in their community. I want to make clear here that uh, Connections does not utilize any of the money connected uh, through Senate Bill 40. Money used to operate Connections is provided by billing uh, through Medicaid in the Missouri Department of Mental Health Developmental Mm -hmm. Disabilities Division. Gotcha. All programs at Connections uh, serve residents of Jasper County who have been determined to have a developmental disability. We serve all ages from birth on up, and our mission is to promote and support quality, comprehensive community services for individuals in Jasper County. Uh, Some examples of what we do include visiting with the person and people important to them to identify goals, resources, or support one may need as it relates to their developmental disability. Uh, We also gather information and resources as well as monitor services to make sure they are delivered based on the individual's preference or need. In addition to case management, Connections has a community outreach program. Our outreach program provides similar support as our case management program, but a a key difference here is they serve individuals who do not have Medicaid. Uh, They provide Uh, extra resource development and focus on enrolling individuals they support in public benefits like Medicaid and Social Security. Our outreach program also works with the community to answer questions about services for those with developmental disabilities. Gotcha. That, that makes sense. And I actually didn't know that about the, the latter part there, um, that you guys have an option for uh, individuals who don't have Medicaid and all that. So yeah. that's, that's really great. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I really like that you guys also uh, work with individuals of all ages, too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I haven't seen that all too often. A lot of agencies will focus specifically on one age group. And so that's mm-hmm. really good that you guys um, are able to help individuals from um, – from birth on up. So. Yeah, and, and that's a common question that, that we get. A lot of times people are uh, might be used to that with other experiences that they've had. Um, mm. So I'm, I'm really happy to serve the entire lifespan. Yeah. So um, 
tell me a little bit about your role at Connections uh, as a case manager. Sure. Um, so my personal role is a mix of case management, uh, intake with individuals new to our services, mentor, and of course, seeing opportunities like this one uh, to engage with the community that Connection supports. Um, yeah. Most of my time is spent meeting with the people I support and their teams to address their needs. Uh, this occurs by phone, face-to-face, -face, or, or sometimes just uh, a quick text, um, although I, I prefer to have that face-to-face -face contact or, or phone communication. Um, yeah. I use principles from Charting the Life course to connect them to resources uh, intended to advance their goals and empower them to address their good life. Um, I also reach out as a part of a team uh, to individuals who are determined eligible for our services to explain what our role could be in their life and discover the reason that they desire our services. I work to ensure contact is established quickly so support can begin as soon as possible. Gotcha. Uh, it seems like you've got a lot on your plate for sure. <laughs> uh, every day is a little bit different and you know, that's what I like about it. Yeah, for sure. It sounds exciting. Yeah, it, um, it is. Can you elaborate more on um, just in general case managers, how, what they do and how they work with clients? Uh, Absolutely. More there. Absolutely. Um, we provide case management to work with the person and or their family to identify specific needs and goals. We will develop a plan to access any and all available resources to meet those goals. This can be done through a meeting, phone call, school advocacy, or direction on how to access benefits or services within their community. Our services can also be as involved as accessing funded services offered by the division through various funding sources. So essentially what we do on a daily basis can encompass many different activities because we meet each person where they are at in their life. We work very hard to ensure that what we offer is customized to what the person needs right now. And, and an important thing that uh, I want people to realize is that we do not provide a direct service. Uh, so in other words, um, I'm not going to go um, to a person's home that, that's on my caseload to pick them up and take them to a doctor's appointment or you know, help them shop for groceries. Um, my yep. role and the role of my colleagues is to really help them plan, link, um, connect, and advocate with resources. Gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, uh, that's, and for those listening, that's also um, a, a big focus. I want to add in that success is also done as well. We've been working. We've been working to uh, find uh, community members like connections that really provide those services um, to to continue to help the community. So um, that's all really, really great to hear. Um, I'm curious, do you, um, do you, so you mentioned you help individuals from birth on up. Do you have like a typical, like amount of time you spend with one particular client? I mean, like helping them with services or is it kind of just on a, on a need to need basis? Um, so it really all depends on, you know, the, the person's ability, you know, the type of services that they have. And really, it all boils down, you know, to what they need. Um, gotcha. Our life ebbs and flows. And sometimes in our life, we need more support than in other times of our life. So yeah. we always 
maintain at least quarterly contact for every person um, that's on our caseload. But again, if based on the services or just the needs in their life, we could be in contact much more frequently. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I researched connections uh, before all this, uh, just to kind of find out a little bit more about you guys. And you've explained quite a bit already about what you do, but um, I noticed the four distinct services you guys give are connecting, planning, linking, and advocating uh, for service improvement. Uh, now you've spoken a little bit about those already, but can, can you elaborate on those just a little bit more? Uh, yes. Yes. And there's a lot of layers to what we do. Uh, so I'm very happy to elaborate. Let's, yeah, let's start with connecting first, uh, because it's okay. a really a, a key element of what we do. The foundation of our services is building relationships, because when strong relationships are developed and trust exists between everyone involved, the quality of supports improve. We want the people we serve to feel heard and valued. We want everyone that walks through our doors to feel like an honored guest. At Connections, we work hard to establish collaborative, professional relationships that are built on mutual respect and trust with the person and their support team. Because through that, we can promote greater well-being. Now, let's move on to planning. We meet regularly with the people we serve to listen to their needs then devise an action plan on how to get it accomplished through specific and measurable goals. I don't know about you, but whenever I try to set out to accomplish something with a general sense of what I want, I get really distracted versus when I'm more specific. For example, instead of uh, a goal of I'm going to walk more, if I say I'm going to take 5,000 steps per day for a month, do you see the difference there? Yeah. My first goal is is pretty vague. I'm going to walk more, whereas the second goal develops a specific plan for success. Our focus mm-hmm. is to achieve a plan uh, for success in whatever capacity that looks like for the person. We document wants and goals in what's called an individualized support plan, or ISP for short. We mm-hmm. continually update this plan based on achievements, challenges, or changes in one's life. At Connections, we understand the planning process can be complex because our uh, human needs and desires are reshaped based upon the experiences that we have. So our plans are considered a fluid document because they are continually updated as changes happen. Once a plan is formed, we move to link the person to the tools they need to reach their good life. The good news is there's not a set menu of resources. Our primary objective is to make our services as individualized as possible. Sometimes these resources can be sharing information from a few websites, connecting them with other people who have similar interests or accessing other paid services. We can also help to access financial assistance for services. Then we advocate. Um, Ultimately, I view advocacy as steps anyone can take to move closer to their vision of their good life. Uh, Connections aids in this part of one's life in a personal context, such as with one's family. A lot of times the people I support might already know what they want for their life, but they just don't know how to express it or they're really worried about what other people might think. 
So I step in and, and I help out with that to communicate what they want and to figure out how to get there. We also advocate in other settings like school, um, employment, such as you know through vocational rehabilitation or amongst service providers. This can include attending meetings to help them better understand and process information. Another crucial part of advocacy, though, is empowering the people we support to advocate for themselves. As we are providing these services, we are also modeling and teaching how one can do it for themselves, because really the pinnacle of having a meaningful life is to be in control of it. As mm -hmm. case managers or outreach special specialists, we are constantly working to empower the person so they can be in charge of their own life to the fullest extent of their ability. Man, that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is a huge crucial part of it. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely be able to get clients, individuals to a point where they can um, advocate for themselves and uh, be able to do things on their own. And that's, that's a huge service for sure. Absolutely. Well, um, Connections has been a member of our system of care in the Joplin area uh, for some time. How helpful is it for you and Connections to um, to work with area agencies and to have area agencies come together to help the community uh, that you're serving? Sure. Thank you so much for bringing up this question because it is very, very important to the work that we do. <laughs> Collaboration with other area agencies is really vital to everyone's success. I think at the end of the day, regardless of our targeted role, we are united in making a positive and personable impact in someone's life. A person is not one dimensional. Everyone has qualities that make them who they are and it is not realistic for one agency to be able to treat all facets in a person's life. For instance, yeah. you or I wouldn't go to the dentist and expect to get our hair cut too. I mean, that's the same with case management. The service with within the developmental disability division are designed to teach habilitative skill in order for the person to achieve their greatest level of personal independence given their age and ability. Often uh, the people that we support have mental health needs beyond what our experiences or services can meet. And without the support of mental health services, such as those like through your agency, Will's Place, you know, we could not take a holistic approach and therefore, it could become difficult for the person to meet their goals. Yeah. I, I do want to add, though, that Connections has seen so much value through our involvement in our area system of care, because it really has mm -hmm. increased our network and given us the opportunity to visit about available and upcoming resources. Good, good. That's that's what we love to hear. I mean, that was that was a big part of the reason that uh, our program really made a point to start a system of mm -hmm. care is to be able to connect resources for you guys mm -hmm. um, and to pull those together. And so yeah. um, I'm really glad to hear that it's been effective for you guys and it's been really helpful. Yeah. yeah, it's been wonderful. And we can pass on that help to the people that we serve. And, you know, that just makes their lives so much more empowered. Yeah. Great. Well, um, oh, we're coming, uh, coming to a close here. I just got a couple more questions sure, for you. Sure. And um, um, so my next one is, I know that um, different agencies 
um, also have case managers. I know Will's place has some case managers and stuff. I'm, I'm curious, do you guys coordinate? This kind of piggybacks off the last question too, but do you guys coordinate with other case managers outside of your connections? Um, uh, and if so, what does that look like? Yeah, well, we, we do. Um, as I mentioned earlier, building trusting relationships really improves the quality of support a person receives because all of us, we work better together. Uh, therefore, we yeah. can create a more comprehensive approach to provide a holistic support. It's important to recognize that each agency we work with has their own unique role. And when our systems coordinate, we develop a deeper understanding of each other's services. This can mean the person that we serve is more empowered to make the best decision for their life. And as our knowledge of community resources grow, we can connect the person we serve to necessary supports quicker. This means there's less delay or confusion to service acquisition. Hmm. Well, that's important mm-hmm. to be able to get the get them resources as quickly as possible um, when they need it. Yes, yes. Um, so that being said, actually, that, that was kind of my next question is, um, practically speaking, uh, what what would you say is the importance of having community resources and connections for clients uh, uh, for them to have? Uh, what what sure. does that look like and how is that important? For to them? Sure. And this is another really great question. I'm so glad you brought it up. Because for some, it could be the difference between integration or segregation. Community connections and resources can make the determination of someone being able to live successfully in their community versus having more restrictive or intensive care. Access to supports promotes inclusion and integration in community life. In the past, conversations about supporting people and their families focused on a formal system of supports. We want to make sure that all families have access to choices about the support they need. I'm going to repeat that again because it's such a significant part of what we do. We want to reach the all. So having community connections and resources can ensure all families have access to the choices about the support they need. If if you think about it, everyone accesses a variety of supports to meet their day-to-day need, achieve their goals, solve problems, or enhance their quality of life. For instance, let's think about some of the resources that you or I might use just to shop for groceries. Uh, In my personal life, I use technology like my phone to keep track of my shopping list and schedule grocery pickup from Walmart and my local farmer's market. I rely on my relationships, such as talking with my partner to help me remember what items we need. I use my car to get there, but other people may get rides from family members or use public transportation. I rely on my personal strengths, like my knowledge of how to budget and compare prices. Now, imagine your life without these supports. What would it look like? That's the same picture uh, that it can look like for the people we support without access to community connections or resources. Yeah, and I'm glad you really pointed that out because, I mean, like, for uh, at least for me, like, that's stuff that, like, I take for granted every day. Like, I mean, it's just kind mm-hmm. of normal routine things that I don't even think about. And so um, it's really important to really break down and think, man, what if I didn't have those resources yeah. myself? Or what if I, I didn't have those connections? Uh, how different would my life be and uh, how much more difficult it could be? And so I'm really glad you brought that up and pointed out because it is important for people to know and realize, oh, okay these are things I take for granted. These are things that I have, but other individuals may not. And so 
um, it's important to be able to get get those connections for them. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's so automatic to us now. Some of the things that we just do in our day to day lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Jessica, um, that, that was all the questions I had. Was there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Yeah, I, I do want to add, um, if anyone that's listening believes that they're a loved one or, or themselves, if, if they, you know, might be eligible for our services, they can contact um, our Joplin Regional Office uh, to determine eligibility. Um, any, anyone can contact uh, the Joplin Regional Office, you can access their website at dmh.mo.gov, um, or you can call the regional office at 417-629-3020 uh, if they're interested and think they may be eligible for services. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for providing that yeah, information. Not a problem. Well, uh, that'll conclude this week's episode. Thank you uh, to Jessica for taking the time to speak with me today. Uh, Thank you also to our audience for listening. We hope this episode and all of our episodes have been helpful. As a reminder, all of our resources are available and completely free at mosuccess.com. That's M-O-S-O-C-C-E-S-S.com. And you can also find them at our new location, dmh.mo.gov backslash mental-illness backslash S-O-C-C-E-S-S. Um, That was a lot. I apologize. Um, If you have questions or comments, please feel free to send us a message on our website. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, be well, be safe, and be graceful.